for listening. This is Trish with Grown Up and Grounded. I'm the mom of this mother-daughter duo. And Kate is here, too, the daughter, the most important part. Really? Okay. I mean, <laughs> if, if, <laughs> if that's what you need to believe, sure. Whatever, whatever keeps you uh, on this phone call, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so how's it going? You doing okay? Works yeah, crazy. works crazy. Um, but we finally got the okay to hire again. So that's exciting. So I've just been spending time training new people and hopefully that means I won't have to work crazy hours after these next few weeks. Good. Yes. Very much looking forward to that. I'm sure you are. I, um, our work's been really busy too. And, uh, but not in a bad way. I mean, it's good for us to be busy. So, yeah, because our, our hours still stay the same. Mm. I uh, wanted to talk today. I know we had planned something else, but I've been running into this a lot lately. Like, how do you have an open dialogue uh, with people that have different viewpoints? Because at this point in this thing, if you're talking political, uh or even not necessarily political, but I feel like that's what I'm, where I'm directing this. There's no way to like discuss facts of a subject when the person you're trying to have this dialogue with, all of their sources are not really fact-based or when they feel the same about your sources, right? Like they don't, if they don't believe science is real, then how can you say, well, here are the facts. Here's a, here's a, you know, an article to reference or a website to reference. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important to discern that you don't mean just like people with different viewpoints, period. It's correct. It's how do you have conversations or devote emotional energy to conversations with people who don't trust uh, logic and reason? <laughs> I feel like that's really what it comes down to, right? Because it's it, it's it's not just about you know, they don't trust your sources, but if, you know, you, you have to get to a point where if you don't trust science as a source, then you just don't trust logic. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of the ends up being the bottom line and some, on some level, like, I guess I just feel like it's sad. Cause I, yeah, I mean, I think people keep lamenting we can't just have be from two sides and have a conversation or discussion like we used to. And I think that's true because of this problem, right? Like this Mm -hmm. non fact based sort of reasoning that's happening and a lot of cognitive dissonance. I think the people who are, crying oh why can't we just have disagreements and talk about it and blah 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 are crying this because everyone around them is so fed up with their nonsense that they've just you know started to either ignore them or lash out from frustration and they feel attacked by that and feel the need to say oh Mm. like you know like this is like their response yeah, no, I haven't really had that. I mean, I feel like the people that I am talking to are more like people. I 
people that are more like middle aged, like me, or a little older, but also who don't necessarily have a strong viewpoint either way, and they feel like uh, maybe there's a lot of people around them that do have a really strong viewpoint. But I don't know. So it's it's mostly for me. I think it's it's more people like that or who want to be able to have conversations because they they do have a lot of friends that have different viewpoints and it's just it's pretty much impossible because you kind of reach that point too where if you have a person from the left and a person from the right and they're trying to discuss a topic, especially with someone who is. Uh, doing great leaps and bounds of of uh, apologetics and cognitive dissonance, they have a tendency to lash out and get very frustrated and angry. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's that's sort of what I what I mean too. Like there's a there's a big difference between the people who are sort of middle of the road and are frustrated because they feel like people can't have conversations with them. Um, but are still reasonable people and like you probably could sit down and have a conversation with them if you wanted to. There's a difference between those people and the people who are like, why can't we have a conversation and just like be, why why can't you, everyone just be tolerating of other viewpoints and, you know, just listen, hear each other out, blah, blah, blah. And then as soon as you say something that's like, well, your viewpoint is wrong because of X, Y, Z. They're like, you can't trust that. Like that, those are two, that's two very different things. Right. It's true. I just haven't ex- encountered, I mean, at this uh, point in the uh, political controversial game of 2020, I haven't really encountered anybody who wants wants to just have a dialogue without doing that. Hmm. Well, then I, mean, I, don't, I, think I, don't, I don't think that you're right to say that they don't have strong viewpoints then. If, if they're willing to dismiss your sources for whatever reason. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just saying, I see it like on social media. They're not referring to me directly. They're just saying like, it's too bad. We can't have normal discourse anymore. Open dialogue. Everything ends up being an argument. They're just kind of lamenting the the loss of that. They're not directing it towards me specifically. Well, then those would probably be the people that you maybe could have a conversation with if you wanted to, but why would you want to at this point? Yeah, well, I mean, on the for the most part, we're. I mean, we can have a conversation, right? Like, but I just feel like if they have someone who has really strong viewpoints, I guess I'm just saying that got me thinking about the fact that I can't have an open dialogue with someone uh, that has a differing viewpoint because I very firmly. Um, I believe in science and facts and um, and I guess that's the problem too is like what how do I know I'm not the one that's crazy <laughs> right like because we're both we're both getting both sides definitely there's bias news on both sides definitely sure. there are um, degrees of propaganda that we're exposed to that further our narratives or what we believe um 
and I know anybody that I'm going to have a disagreement with or differing opinion with, right, they could say the same about me that I would say about them, that I don't believe in facts technically, right? They could say that too, unless, except for when it comes to scientific stuff. I mean, I think that anyone who's willing to throw out the scientific stuff, though, nothing else, no other facts that they could present to me about any other issue matters. Like, if you're already willing to disregard science, then I do not care about any any other opinion you have on any other issue, including any other sources you may have. Right. Because you've already shown that you're, like, willing to follow these conspiracies. So I'm not going to go down a click hole you know, and waste my time or any of my emotional energy. Cause really that's what it comes down to, right? Like at this point, it's about the energy to try and even engage with these people more than anything, because it's, it's exhausting to like have to, to have to sit there and listen to someone use these crazy ideas and conspiracies as legitimate sources and then to try and have that compare to actual information, <laughs> like to, to try and act like the two are the same. That's, that's just a level of, of energy that I don't possess. And I don't know very many people who have that much energy left this late in the game. Um, yeah. And to your point about, you know, how do I know that I'm not the crazy one? Like it, it's, it's just so different. Like, I don't know how to verbalize the difference between a conspiracy theory that maybe has one or two grains of truth and then just smears the rest with shit versus like polls and studies and science. I don't know. Like, I mean, neither one of us is just blindly following a theory. And I think we're both willing to admit that we are susceptible to propaganda. And I feel like that's a difference too. True. And I, I think that's one thing that I have found is that a lot of people aren't willing to even acknowledge that what they're watching is bias. Mm -hmm. They just think it's 100% factually. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it's, it's hard it's hard because in school, even, you know, we're sort of taught about propaganda as like something separate from us or like mm -hmm. something that used to happen or happens or that happens in other, other countries. Places. Yeah. yeah. It's not really taught as like, like you see propaganda every day um, because it's propaganda is like the only tool the government has to keep us on their side at the end of the day. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Well, and like, if you just read the definition of propaganda, it's just, it's kind of just uh, anything with a bias. That's almost everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, it, on a, that's a loose space definition of it, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, you and I sort of talked before and I'm, I'm sure most people have seen it at this point, the, um, the bell curve of the uh, bias of media outlets, right? That, like, chart? Yeah, it's by the... Um, the media bias chart 
by Ad Fonts Media. Hmm. Yeah, I don't uh, know anything about them, but it's yeah, pretty legit. Yeah, no, they 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 go. I have it on my screen right now. They go into pretty good, um, in depth on how they rank things. Mm-hmm. So, and it's really funny because I'm not. I'm not really exposed to any left, um, super left media bias, except for um, there's one that I, like Democracy Now, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's probably about on the same level as, say, a Fox News as far as bias. Mm-hmm. And then, like, InfoWars is way most extreme. They're the most extreme on the chart. Oh, yeah. You know, I think that it's a it's a good time to mention to even even your most left leaning media group is really not going to be extreme left the way that we have extreme right media groups. Like our country is already so far past the middle to the right that our, our, I mean, our, we, I think we've talked about this before. Our democratic party is really not a a liberal party. It's sort of conservative. Even Bernie Sanders, who's considered like the most outlandish left wing, you know, like politician that we could talk about him or AOC, both of them are just liberals. (laughs) Like if we're talking leftists, like way leftists, the way that we have way conservative people in the country, like we, there's there's no one we could talk about and no news source that I could think of that's like actually left wing media. Yeah, I, there's a lot of sources on here that I haven't heard of. So I think there's a point where it does kind of drop off, but it doesn't go as low as if you're looking at this chart and the way they rank it uh as far as fact-based, the uh, right-wing media has the they have more below the fact-based than uh, than the left. The National Enquirer is in the middle as far as how it's biased, but it, it's mm-hmm. fact-based is way down at the same mm-hmm. as in, Infowars. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is one I can't read it. The National Enquirer is considered a left-wing media. No, it's in the center, but it's down oh, as far as I fact- see. Got so it. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Bias, I misheard. Yeah, I was no, going to say that doesn't feel. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't I feel like they are any political party. I feel like the National Enquirer is just whatever we can get to stir up yeah, nonsense. It's just news, news bias. It's just not based on politics. Yeah. But it it just, I mean, it is based on politics because it ranks them right or left. But as far as yeah, it has, it's it's just everybody. Yeah. I did find this article. Uh, from I don't what's the source, the big picture never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Um, called How to Talk to a Fox News Viewer by Barry Ritholtz from 2018, so it's not super updated, <laughs> which means uh, it's it's probably <laughs> yeah. I mean I just how far we've come in two years I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, but it says those on the left. The first thing it says those on the left need to stop ignoring the science of influence and persuasion. So basically, what it's telling people that are trying to communicate people from the 
I think when you read this, it applies to anybody trying to compute, communicate with someone who has differing viewpoints, but this is written in a way applying it left, trying to communicate with right. Mm -hmm. Um, The first thing it talks about is understanding cognitive dissonance. um, And it just kind of talks about um, how people have put a huge investment into their beliefs at this point, a lot of energy and time uh, convincing their brain what's going on. So at this point, they're very reluctant to change their model of how the world works or how mm-hmm. things going on. Um, mm-hmm. So their worldview is they've put a lot of time and effort into that. Uh, the so other we all have, right. I mean, that's no, that's fair. for sure. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not just saying, right. It's just saying you need to understand cognitive dissonance in order to communicate with someone like that. If you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it talks about the backfire effect, which means that, um, when you have a lifelong mindset that is presented with contradictory facts, uh, you dig your heels in as opposed to uh, being open, basically. Mm-hmm. So it creates your, your you, you kind of overcorrect. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was interesting. And then the other thing it refers, the third thing it does is refer to Socrates and say, the only, the best thing to do if you're trying to change someone's viewpoint is to just ask them questions and kind of just like talk to them in a way that's letting them kind of come to the, mm-hmm. like they have uh, to arrive there. They have to arrive there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then emphasize your similarities and also don't, don't argue with outliers. That's how it ends. Basically. That's the, mm-hmm. the main points, but it, I mean, I think it's a pretty interesting article, even though I think the title is kind of off-putting to a lot of people. Um, it, it has links to like different articles from like about psychology and how this all works. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't know. It's We'll have to share it on Twitter or something. On the show notes. Yeah. Or on Twitter. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty cool uh, as far as, I think basically it just is telling you uh, maybe you should not spend your energy on that basically. <laughs> like if you're really going to devote your energy to this, here's how you need to. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely gotten past that point even, you know, like in 2018, it was very, I, I may be more willing to have those conversations, but now it's just, I mean, just who has the time anymore? Like if oh for sure. If if you're still if if you're still supporting the president, like I'm not even gonna say if you're still a Republican, like it, because there are definitely Republicans who do not support the president, and that I can respect. Um, but if you, well, I mean, hell, I guess there are Democrats that support the president too. So it, at this point, it doesn't matter the party so much. Right. Just if you support the president and are willing to vote for Republicans to Congress that will support the president. And then I have no energy for you. There's just, I mean, it's hard. Like it's, it's, but it's, it's so easy to say that I don't have the energy for that when it's strangers on the internet infiltrating, you know, groups that I might be a part of or whatever. It's very different when it's your family members. Um, so I, 
I'm fortunate that I can speak from a place of privilege. Like I have such a good relationship with you and dad. And I know that that's not something I need to worry about. If either one of you was a Trump supporter, I just, I don't know. I don't know how I would be surviving this year, honestly. Well, I think that's what kind of had got me on this thing is just having conversation with family members that are feeling more and more like they need to speak out because, you know, things are getting tight politically. And so they're, they're becoming more aggressive with their speak and trying to have conversations Mm -hmm. is just mentally and physically exhausting. And I realize Mm -hmm. in the middle of it, that everything I'm trying to explain, you know, and say, present facts, they could say, well, those aren't facts or that you're being brainwashed or you've listened to propaganda. Like they could turn Mm -hmm. everything I think or am assessing about their, media on you could could be said back at me so it just like Mm -hmm. creates this like running on a hamster wheel kind of feeling Mm -hmm. well and I mean I definitely I understand that feeling of doubting yourself too it's particularly hard when it comes to coronavirus though too because I think that is one topic that is definitely both sides are just using that because it's like okay let's pounce on this because maybe this will take votes away from Trump and so I don't know what information I have is necessarily, I mean, there are certain facts that I 100% agree with. Like I know that wearing a mask prevents the spread of it, but like a lot of stuff gets into the gray area. And so I start mm-hmm. to wonder, am I the crazy, like, am I the one who, because I think it's a serious issue, like, am I being fed a bunch of BS and I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So I guess. I guess a good, a good way to gauge, like a good way to gauge it is even if you are being fed nonsense, what is the harm in your view? Even if it's based on nonsense, right? Like what is the harm of believing some of this stuff about COVID? Like not even necessarily masks, but you know, I, I don't know what, I guess you could take masks. Like what's the harm of believing that masks are effective? If I wear a mask, nothing happens. No one's died from wearing a mask. I have to wear a mask for 10 hours a day at work and I'm totally fine. So what's, you know, what's the harm in that? But versus the other side, you know, if, if they're being fed propaganda, what's, what's, what could be the potential harm in not wearing a mask? Well, potentially right. you could be spreading the virus and killing people. So you could you you could take that and apply it to almost any social issue, right? Like, let's take Black Lives Matter. If we're being fed propaganda and this really isn't an issue that the police force, <laughs> you know, let, let, let's just let's follow this train of thought, right? Let's say okay. that it, we, we are being fed absolute propaganda and there is no overreach of force or racism in the uh, system of the police department, okay? What is our harm in wanting to reform the establishment at the end of the day? Yeah. Like we're not advocating for killing anyone. So I see no harm in saying, you know, maybe it is time that we analyze these systems and thought about ways that they could be run more effectively versus the other side. If they're wrong, black people die. Like, uh, that's a big difference. Like, I feel like that's a good way to think about it. If, just think about the what if 
what if I am being fed bullshit and what if I'm wrong? What's, what's the worst outcome or maybe not the worst because it could always get really, really bad, but what's your, your average outcome from that? Yeah, and it's true. Having ours be negligible means who gives a shit if we're being fed propaganda? Like my goal is to make the world a better place. What is your goal? You know, I don't know. Yeah, I think because the system's the status quo is really fighting hard to ha- keep its ground, like things are changing, and you have a a generation of people that are feeling the things shift under their feet, and they don't like it. Absolutely. And it is freaking it's them out. Not even necessarily a generation, because it's it's cross generational. I mean, there's people from every generation that are feeling that shift and. It's it's the people in power who are really panicked by this, you know, right. more than but anything. I think the average person you run into, for the most part, unless you live in a certain area, I feel like, and I could be wrong, but I feel like it's mostly the ones that are really completely freaked out. Plus, they're also they're, they're older. It's true. Their media is fear based, and things are shifting, and they just want to argue that dynamic. Like they mm-hmm. don't understand. Um, how it's changing and it freaks them mm-hmm. out. Yeah, no, I mean, you're, you're definitely right that there, there is, it is skewed more to, towards an older generation for sure. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess I understand it's you spend your whole life thinking, believing one thing and to have it challenged so late in the game. I get it. I get it. But I also don't care. <laughs> I don't know that. It's got to be a nicer way to say that, but uh, I just, I don't know. Yeah, I think it just very much, from what I've seen in discussing, like, Black Lives Matter in particular, um, but also liberal ideas in general. Like, there's definitely a very, not just a fear-based response, but also, like, what is that? It's like so personal. Like, what does that say about me and my experience and how I've treated people and where I've come from and, and I haven't had a good life. So I'm like, there's just so many different uh, things that are tied into it, that it, Mm -hmm. it is. um, And it goes back to that thing of like, so then they're confronted with facts that differ. And instead of being open, it's like you dig in your heels Mm -hmm. because for some reason it's, it, 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 it hurts them personally and mm-hmm. they are, they aren't open enough to talk about that. So we mm-hmm. get this other thing going on. It's, I mean, that's true. We have to hope that things get better with, uh, you know, with every generation, but uh, it's hard. It's, it's hard when you see young people being radicalized. Yeah. You know, still. And, and that's the thing too <sighs> that's where it becomes a really big problem is like, you see these things happening like a 17 year old kid going to kill people. And all of a sudden it's getting justified. Like there's the problem. Like you're confronted with the fact that this line of thinking is problematic and all of a sudden you're defending it. Like, Mm -hmm. and that's where it gets really crazy. Um, I did. And this is us trying not to get political. (laughs) <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I mean, 
we're not talking. I mean, I feel like this is a little different because we're not necessarily talking about a specific thing, more like the, the dynamics of that and especially yeah. how it affects family and how to deal with it. I did come across this thing when I was kind of researching this topic uh, from disinformationnation.org, which seems like a very scary website that might be a scammer, but <laughs> they have this. The label thing. is out there. The label is out there. Um, the title of the page that I'm on is called Three Simple Strategies to Combat Propaganda. And uh, this is one thing that I've looked at before, but like first thing, do a gut check and harness the power of doubt. So it's saying basically pay attention to how you react to content. And this is mostly referring to social media. If a post or a story triggers an immediate emotional reaction, uh, you know, outrage or thrill, like, oh yeah, this is what's going to happen, which I've, I've seen both of this happen for me mm -hmm. personally. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's propaganda, but you should take a minute and ask yourself about it and maybe do some research. Mm -hmm. um, so one always of the, check and, multiple sources. I feel like that, <laughs> that ties with that, right? Like you should yeah. be maybe cross check your information because yeah, yeah, one might not be incorrect, but a little bit more biased versus you can get a little bit more fact-based elsewhere. So yeah. Continue. Yeah, and that, I think that's strategy number three. But one of the things oh, it I thought it was say, with that one. Sorry. Oh no, it will. But and then uh, one of the things that it does say is, don't click it, don't like it, and don't share it, because once you start clicking likes and stuff, it gives you more of that same kind of mm -hmm. information. Facebook that's, in particular is very right, that's reinforcing that bubble like mine. Although bubble. I like to share everything. <laughs> um, and then it says, don't invite propaganda in. And so it's, it's just talking about learn how um, social media uses and advertises and targets you like you should, you uh -huh. should be aware of that. Um, and it gives some definite, very specific steps to kind of limit your interaction with propaganda digitally just things that you can do, um, not just not sharing, but like it actually recommends using Firefox because Firefox doesn't track you. And I didn't know Firefox doesn't track you. Hmm. So I didn't either. Shout that. out to Firefox. Dang. I know. And the, then it the, also the last man standing. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I choose to use Chrome for everything. Um, in a world of capitalist greed, nicely done Firefox. Yeah, and it, it even references maybe even checking out like DuckDuckGo or whatever, which I have mm -hmm. never looked into, but I've heard a lot about it. Mm. And then the last strategy it tells you to avoid propaganda is to find your five. And it says you need to find five media sources that you can look at so that you should consult with on a regular basis. Two that agree with you, two that disagree with you, and one source that covers news from a very specific perspective, such as the views of a particular demographic or religious group or a profession. Um, and then it also gives you links to two uh, sources, nutrition and all sides that will help you evaluate sources so that you can figure out like maybe one that would be good for your specific perspective that you're looking for. Mm. But I thought that was good. So then you can just kind of see how both sides are reporting the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, so find your five. I like that one. That's good. And that's the thing too, is I think we're all just exhausted. So sometimes like doing the research. Gets it's hard. Exhausted. It's time consuming. Right. Well, and the other thing is like, 
uh, one of the big problems with what's going on scientifically right now with COVID is the news is so anxious to have something to report that they're reporting on stuff that hasn't gone through like the standard scientific channels, right? Like where mm-hmm. you peer reviewed and all of that. They're like, oh, this study is showing this, but it mm-hmm. hasn't been peer reviewed yet. Like you're seeing a lot of stuff like that. It's like, oh, be careful. Well, and the scientific because- method is full of just like, oh, we think maybe this. And then, oh, actually we found out this, you know, I mean, that's, that's a normal part, oh, yeah. but yeah, that's, we're, that's we're the, watching that's the that whole happen. Science model. We're watching that happen live, right? Like, you know, where right. they're trying different things and figuring different things out over time. And people f- who don't understand how science works feel like, or makes the assumption or whatever, or they're being told even that this means that they don't know what they're doing and you can't trust the information that they have. When in reality, you know, we know that it's something very different, but it's, it's easy if your education system sucks and you don't understand the scientific method, it's easy to have a distrust of science created from this situation because you've watched them make these stabs in the dark. Like, I, I get that. And I think at the end of the day, lack of education would solve so many of these problems. And that's part of the reason why fascism like relies on poor education. Well, and the whole thing of um, critical thinking skills, we don't people, there's a lot of people that don't really have that either. Mm -hmm. But I also think when it comes to some of the stuff that's reported before, you know, like, as, like you said, we're watching uh, science happen live, like Mm -hmm. uh, that, that part of that lies with the media as well on both sides. Like they need to preface their articles with, like, it should almost be at the beginning because people don't read articles all the way through. It's like, Mm-hmm. here's what's happening. It still needs to be peer reviewed, but here's what they found in this study. Yeah. Like, let's wait and see what comes out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like they need to bear some of the brunt of that, but they're so sensationalistic and excited to yeah. have a fact, something they think is a fact before someone else. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just hard. It's true. So I don't yeah. know. Man, I, I don't have even all the after answers. just talking about this. <laughs> We didn't even have a conversation with someone. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like this is a pretty good, I, I like this disinformation nation website. Uh, oh, and they even have a little thing at the bottom that says, I'll put a link in the show notes, but can't we just ban propaganda? And so it talks about free speech and how that works. And like, who's going to make the decision if you did start banning stuff and, mm-hmm. um, even just like when it comes to social media, like the sheer manpower to overcome working with that. So it's, it, mm-hmm. it's got some good um, information, if, mm-hmm. if you will, if you will. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that, of course, the media bias chart is good as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll definitely have to share that one. Have you ever used um, all sides or anything to look at stuff? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Oh yeah. All sides is pretty good. Cause you can put in uh, a topic or you can look up like an article and it'll, it'll kind of give you like, so here's what the left is saying. Here's what the right mm-hmm. saying. And here's what the center is saying. So you just automatically um, get like right now, I just went to their website. One of the things that props up is Trump says election may end at the Supreme court. And mm-hmm. then, it, it just kind of goes on 
to see what different, how different sites are kind of reporting all that. Mm-hmm. So you can get a little more fair, fair balanced, mm-hmm. fair and balanced information, I guess. Mm. So, but it's got some pretty good, I mean, their whole, their whole objective is to help people not get fooled by fake news. So, mm-hmm. and to be able to see when there's media bias by comparing the articles. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it can't be all bad. Yeah. We'll get through 2020 and who knows what fresh hell 2021 will have for us. <laughs> Can't wait to find out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe we'll get some more murder hornets. I don't know. Fleas with the plague, a couple hurricanes on the West Coast and earthquakes I mean, on the East Coast. Yeah, like, those, those are a guarantee. <laughs> Let's think a little bit more outside the box. Like, when do the White Walkers show up? That's what I'm wondering. Winter is coming. God. <laughs> Maybe that's Don't what happens when you get coronavirus and the flu at the same time. You turn into one of those. No, it's coronavirus, the flu, and then you have the, the immunization. In your oh, system. the immunization that uh, isn't going through a proper amount of time to test and is simply going to be mass produced. <laughs> yeah, that one. Right. I'm exactly. super excited for that. <laughs> And that's when the zombies uh, will come. Have to laugh so we don't cry. Every day. Every yeah. day. That's true. Uh, we're getting through, though. Anyways. Okay, well. Uh, on that note. Media. Be careful what you share. <laughs> and, yeah, on that note, have a good weekend. Good luck, everyone. <laughs> God be with you. Oh, God. Uh, and I hope no, everybody. What's the, what, what's the thing from Handmaid's Tale? Under his In eye. His eye. <laughs> Under his eye. <laughs> this isn't Under funny. This isn't funny anymore. If you like Grown Up and Grounded, please leave us a review on whatever platform you're using. This will help other people find our podcast. As always, we want to give a big shout out to Dave Depper, who provides the music we use in our episodes. The song you're listening to is titled Can Can 2, and we got it from the Free Music Archive. You can check out Dave at davedepper.com.